Well, feel free to keep eating. I'm not, I don't want to rush your, your eating. But I do want to share some other thoughts with you. Part of what we've been doing this morning is explaining why we do what we do. But let me ask you some questions here. When was the last time you experienced the sense of mystery? I'm not talking about like the kind of mystery you might see on television, a, a whodunit. When was the last time that you were in awe of something? When was the last time that you saw something happen and you had no clue how it happened and you just let it be a mystery? We're often uncomfortable with the thought of mystery. It's a good part of us that wants to explain and try to understand. But there's another part of us made to stand in awe, wonder, and mystery. For example, if you ever go out at night, especially if you can get away from kind of the, the ambient light that happens around the city, and you look up and you behold the stars. You may know all of the details, all of the physics that go into glowing balls of gas millions of miles away. But if you just stop and hold those stars and wonder, stand in awe, think about the creativity of our Creator God. Let me ask you another question. Who are the people we are joining for communion today? Certainly there are the folks around the tables. Hopefully you've gotten to know their names if you didn't know their names in advance. So there are the folks here physically in this room. Some have been in this room around tables, although the tables are set up a little differently today. Some of you have been in here many times before. Others may be new to this community of faith. But still we are connected to others this morning. The first time I experienced this mystery of being with others who aren't actually in the room, I was in college. And I was serving at a church in Ohio, and I was going to miss love, feast, and communion back home. And yet as we received communion in Ohio, we were asked to think about the larger body of Christ that we were connected to through our shared faith and through our shared practice of communion. And suddenly, even though I was removed by time and distance from family, I was somehow intimately connected to them in the mystery of communion. Now let me ask again, who are the people that we are joining for communion today. A cloud of witnesses, the church, the body of believers throughout time and place, tied together by a shared faith in Jesus Christ as Lord. You know, there are many traditions of different Christian groups that surround communion. <clears throat> For us, feet washing and a, a beef soup or stew thing that I can never quite describe. I don't know if anyone, you've ever tried to describe what this is to someone, but it's a little strange to try and describe. I can give the recipe, which doesn't sound all that complex or interesting, but it tastes better than the sum of its parts. 
I think it's the church water and the love that goes into it. For others, communion is practiced weekly. For some, it is highly ritualized. The practices, the motions, and liturgy are ways of retelling the entire biblical narrative in microcosm. Some Christian traditions talk about the real presence. And I believe part of the mystery of our gathering today is the heightened presence of Christ or maybe our heightened awareness of the presence as we gather with sisters and brothers to renew and reaffirm our faith, to celebrate the healing and salvation made possible through Christ's atoning sacrifice. We ask how or in what way is Christ especially present with us in communion? And I leave that to a mystery. We try to figure out Christ's atoning sacrifice. There are lots of different theories of what we call the atonement, of how exactly Christ's death on the cross impacts us and how it provides salvation and healing and restoration. Lots of different theories of how Jesus' death on the cross exactly does what it does. These theories have words like substitutionary atonement, Christus Victor atonement, and other varieties of one or the other hybrids. Or it's a mystery. A loving God seeking to be restored with his image bearers and with the rest of creation sends Jesus to live, to die in the place of sinners, to conquer sin and death by going through it, resurrection and ascension. And you and I are invited into the mystery, to participate in the mystery. And so how do these tangible actions that we've taken this morning the, the washing the feet, the eating together, the breaking bread and drinking the cup. How do they connect us to the mystery of faith in our feet washing? The mystery of feet washing is in trying to wrap our minds around how the God of the universe, the word made flesh, stoops to the position of a servant to wash the feet of disciples. Or maybe the mystery is in how our Savior and Lord conquers with a towel rather than a sword. Or maybe the mystery of washing feet and hands today invites us to live lives of metaphorically washing feet and hands of brothers and sisters in Christ and washing and serving through the mission of God for the life of the world. In our shared meal, Maybe the mystery for you is figuring out exactly what the deacons add to the soup. Maybe the mystery is in how the smell and the taste of the soup bring back a flood of memories and shared experiences around tables with loved ones who are no longer physically present here. Maybe the mystery is in how Christ sits at the table with us or how the table becomes central to our life as followers of Jesus. He spent so much of his life and teaching gathered around the tables. What is it about meeting a physical necessity? In eating that also feeds our spiritual needs as well.
And in a moment, as we participate in bread and cup communion, many have tried to explain the mystery of the bread and cup. Maybe in our own tradition, we have resisted the mystery as just symbols. But symbols and tangible, edible reminders of Christ's sacrifice are important. Some of us will break the bread into five small pieces to remind us of the wounds of Christ. And as we take the bread in, as we consume it, we are reminded how we are tied to the body of Christ. How the breaking of his body impacts our own healing and salvation. Let me offer just a word about our bread and cup. Here at Spring Creek Church of the Brethren, we practice something that we call open communion. It means you don't have to be an official member of Spring Creek Church of the Brethren. You don't have to be baptized in this building or in our way to break bread with us today. But communion is a special, and I'll use the word sacred because we don't use that word too often. Sacred things we think are, you know, in the past or, or maybe something removed or not a part of our tradition. But I would suggest that our receiving communion is sacred. It's a sacred act for those who have committed to following Jesus as Lord and Savior and have in some form made that public profession of commitment and obedience in baptism. Today, our love feast and communion celebration has been guided by some questions and responses. It's a tool for helping explain the reasons why we do what we do as part of love feast. These are the actions and the practices and the expressed beliefs that shape us as a people trying to follow after Jesus the Christ. These are tangible actions. By, by doing and, and tasting and smelling and, and singing and, and feeling and touching and the water, all of those senses help ingrain what we are learning deep into our being. Rather than just hearing and, and head knowledge, it has become a part of us today. These are the actions which point to deeper meaning. These are the actions that remind us of Jesus, our servant. I'll confess a phrase I'm not altogether comfortable with, thinking of Jesus as my servant. But as Lord, as King of the universe, Jesus becomes a servant, even my servant, the wounded and suffering servant. These are the actions that remind us of Jesus, our brother, who sits at the table, that Jesus and sisters and brothers throughout the centuries are connected to us through our faith and through our actions today. A mystery in how this forms us as new family, as new people, as a new community being shaped into the kingdom of God. These are the actions that remind us of Jesus our Savior. That in the mystery of the cross, Jesus' death as an atonement for sin, Jesus taking the place of you and of me, the cross as the method of victory and coronation of the king. 
we have tried to explain our practices today. But we hold that intention with the mystery of faith that we do not yet fully understand, that stands in awe and wonder of the love of God. So let us continue seeking to learn and understand, but also let us learn to live with the mystery of a God who bends down to wash feet, who invites us to table fellowship, and a God who says, eat this bread, drink this cup, and as you consume, as you taste, as you digest, may the mystery sink deep into your being and provide nourishment for your spirit. Amen.